Relax. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. <sighs> Welcome to Pillow Talk Radio, the most delicious place to be. On this podcast, we explore how to create more connection, possibility, romance, and magic, and love, and in life. I'm your host and relationship specialist, Cora Boyd. Are you with me? <sighs> All right. Today we have a very exciting guest, Bunny Michael. Can we have you introduce yourself in your own words and tell us a little bit about what you do in the world? Sure. My name is Bunny Michael. I'm an artist, a writer, a visual artist. I'm an actor. I have a podcast. And all of those different things are based around the same message, which is about accessing your higher self, which is the part of you that sees the world, sees other people, sees yourself through the lens of love, through a higher consciousness state where you're not entrapped by the conditioning of the world. Within all my work, whether it's the podcast or writing lyrics for a song or making a meme on my Instagram, I'm always trying to talk about different aspects of the deconditioning process and how we can get closer to our true selves or our spiritual life, however you want to put it. And the part of us that is the witness to the experience rather than being so trapped within the experience. I, I know it's only one of your projects and I imagine it's the Instagram and the memes and then the reels, the reels you've been making. It's perfect for kind of putting the memes into action. Yeah, it's been really fun. And it kind of, well, I actually made videos that were similar to that a couple of years ago on my Instagram that was with my friend. And we just made these split screen videos where I talked to myself in various situations, like me and my higher self. Mm -hmm. And we actually applied for a grant and did a Kickstarter and we shot like a web series based on that and it's like in final stages of being created so when reels came out it was cool because i felt like so much of what i share on instagram is very visual and it's a completely different experience when you have somebody like saying it to you it's nice to show my personality and it and because sometimes you know it's like the stuff that i'm talking about is really serious you know and yeah. it's it's and so it's nice to show that it's not really that serious mm -hmm. and we can kind of find the playfulness and the silliness in the mistakes that we make and the way we think and how, you know, we're all just kind of on the same path. We can laugh at ourselves sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much compassion and patience in all of your content, even just like allowing ourselves to be small and to wonder and be like, why do I feel this way? I feel like thematically so many of your videos and your memes come back to how we internalize ourselves as the problem when we're not the problem and and cutting straight through that but like a really allowing ourselves to have that experience and like being in that smallness and then the patience of the higher self of just being like it's okay here's why yeah. it's not you it's yeah. it's the whole bullshit system it's everything yeah the fundamental message isn't oh it's not actually about discovering something new it's about being in the present moment with compassion 
Mm. You know, so at every stage of the growth, your higher self is, you know, not judging you. Because I think a lot of times in the spiritual community or self-help, you know, when you're on a path to try to create more awareness in your life, you can actually start to become way harder on yourself when you kind of know you could do better. And then you really beat yourself up if you got triggered again or got in a fight with your friend or whatever. The whole point for me about my connection to my spiritual life is that that spirit is always non-judgmental and is just always there to support you and sees you like a child, you know, who's just growing and how we can treat ourselves that way, you know, and how we can nurture ourselves. And actually that approach as the, probably a lot of parents know, that approach actually gets better results than shaming and judging and criticizing. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point, especially as you said, as we're like getting into inner work or personal development or therapy, all of these things where we start to have awareness around like, oh my God, I've been doing what? Whoa, this is my pattern or blah, blah, blah. And I always say to my clients, there's, there's a real moment of opportunity in that because we can opt into feeling embarrassed and shaming ourselves, right? And like mm-hmm. the opportunity is always to, to celebrate ourselves instead, instead of spiraling mm-hmm. into embarrassment and shame to like celebrate ourselves and to understand that when it comes to stepping into new patterns or like growing or evolving in a direction that's healthier for you, the old shit's going to come, it is going to come up and it's going to come up again and it's going to come up again. And the becoming, the evolving is in choosing the voice of the higher self or like choosing the new pattern we're opting into or whatever it might be again and again and again and again. And it happens through mm-hmm. repetition. It's so important because I so hear what you're saying and I notice that in client work or like even myself too. I'm aware of this now. Can it just not be a thing anymore? And it's like, no, we can be really patient with ourselves and like really gracious with ourselves every time it comes up and then choose something else instead. And it just kind of starts to dissolve. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is really just kind of becoming curious about it so that you build the separation between who you are and those types of patterns and become less identified with them. So in the beginning, when you're realizing things, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to change your behavior right in the beginning. You can just notice it. And it starts to have less control over you when you find, when you find more of that witness approach. Yeah. Because a lot of times our triggers, it's like we shouldn't expect us to get over our triggers. It's okay to have them. It's just like learning how to work with them and learning how to surround yourself with people who are sensitive to them in our partnerships or our friendships. It's like, yeah, and we have trauma and we shouldn't feel like we can't be affected by that trauma anymore just because we're aware of why we're having those reactions, you know, because constantly things are happening in our world that's reminding us of those experiences every day. We get new information and there's so much going on that's just putting us back into those places again and again. So it's really just, you know, constantly not judging yourself and those triggers and being like, oh, look at that over there. It's happening again. And it won't be so scary. Yeah. And staying with yourself in it, just being like, if no one else is there, I'm with myself in this every single time. I really love that. I really love it. I'm curious. I'm curious about a lot of things, but I'll start with the question about you as an artist and your body of work 
across different mediums, kind of centering around creating the connection with the higher self. How did you come to that? What was your process or your journey as an Mm -hmm. artist? Like, what did you play with prior to this? How did you come to be where you are in terms of like what really interests you? I was always like a creative person, but I think when I was in my 20s, I was making music, I was performing, and I was really struggling with my ego and being afraid of not making it, quote unquote, making it. And it was always just a miserable <laughs> process. Yeah. Even though I had like some success and, you know, was doing all these things that on the outside would seem to be really enjoyable experiences, I wasn't able to enjoy them. And I found myself in abusive relationships and, you know, situations where I was just kind of having a really hard time. And then I started peeking into a little bit of spiritual reading, like some Eckhart Tolle, and then I was doing yoga and things started kind of like fizzing in my mind. And then I did some plant medicine healing. After a while, I realized that what my art had been lacking was me understanding what it was trying to give me. Mm. And I realized that I was being given gifts and that gifts were meant to be shared. And it wasn't really about me and it was just about moving through me and my experience of who I am creating the form of it. But ultimately I didn't really have ownership over it. And when I realized that it wasn't about me, that it was about giving to other people and for a higher purpose, it healed me in the same moment because it was so much easier for me to create after that. I, cause I didn't have this like clingy part of me that was like, Oh, if you're going to like, or they're not going to like, and I, I, don't, I just won't do it, you know? And, and, and that type of paralysis for some reason, it just kind of like clicked. And right when I realized that actually, and I just was able to kind of create a lot of things all of the time and still am able to now I still get insecure, but staying grounded in why I'm doing it, which I think a lot of people who are artists really struggle because they kind of forget why they're doing it. And if you're only doing it to have a certain kind of success, of course, it's gonna make you miserable because that's not sustainable. But what's sustainable is the why. That's never going to go away. It might change its form. You might start doing drawings instead of paintings or whatever. But as long as you know why you're doing it, you're never going to run out of reasons to do it, you know? So it kind of made it sustainable. And then I just sort of started having fun with exploring the different ways. The, The memes kind of happened out of that because right when I was having this sort of like realization of what art is, those evil Kermit memes were going around. It was like 2016 (laughs) and it was like lower thought or the evil thought. Yeah. And so I was like, what if there was like the higher thought? Cause I was already like something was coming through me. Yeah. And I had like this crazy meditation where I saw myself like holding myself too. So there was like a lot of factors, but I started writing it and I made a couple and I saw that this astrologer, Chani Nicholas, he's an amazing astrologer who I was a real fan of at the time. and still am. But I saw she liked one of the memes and I had just done a workshop of her. So I sent her a DM and I was like, I just did this workshop and it helped me like realize that, you know, this stuff, whatever. And she was like, are you a Libra? And I was like, yes. And she was like, keep going. And from that day on, I just decided to dedicate the Instagram to that. And it sort of set myself up to always have to think that way. Yeah, it's so cool. It's really funny you said that with the holding of yourself. Because whenever I envision my higher self too, it's always like this white 
blank space and then like my higher self just kind of like chuckle like holding myself as a baby and just kind of like chuckling and being like oh you silly silly little thing (laughs) yeah what I'm hearing too it sounds like a simultaneous releasing the responsibility of outcome and like this has to be this or this has to mean this about me so like a releasing of that and then also kind of um stepping into the responsibility of like, I have this gift and I have this way of expressing that really resonates with people and really helps people. And I can feel that from you too, of just like, oh, there's a piece of just letting it flow through you. And that's yeah. really, really cool. And that it gets to nourish you as a person too. And that that's another question I want to bring in is in terms of like self-talk, I'm going to imagine that you were drawn to this kind of like the journey you described. And then also I'm just going to imagine that through creating this content, creating this art, that it has shifted your self-talk a lot. I'm curious what that's been like. I mean, I still struggle like everybody does it's one thing like to know it it's another thing to be practicing it and be like reminding yourself of it I mean having this as a career obviously helps me to stay on this path and to be constantly kind of checking in as I'm thinking about what to write because I like to just write things and put it out right away because I feel like it's all about like kind of tapping into the consciousness of the moment but I've learned a lot from what the audience has said and the feedback. I learned a lot about myself through the whole process about like self-criticism and a constant battle of trying to, you know, change the world, but also be happy and and take care of myself. And yeah, I have, I have struggles and I have a lot of negative internal talk Mm -hmm. and I have just been kind of working on it and trying to get better at it. But then, you know, you reapproach your issues at different levels and stuff. I'm having a hard time right now, just like everybody else. Yeah, it is the Olympics in relationship with self this year. I really hear you on that kind of the being with like really wanting to show up for other people and then also really needing to show up for yourself. Being in that dynamic, it's never static. It's it's always ebbing and flowing. And I'm curious, this is something I do with myself and I work with my clients around getting to know different parts of ourselves and kind of giving them avatars, I call them, or characters. For me, and you know, I, I think what's fun about this territory is there's no correct way to do it. There's no like, this is the framework. It's like, how do you want to play mm-hmm. with the different versions of ourselves and, and how maybe if we're nervous about something, we want to tap into this version that we can give a fun name to and give kind of a character to. And I know for me, that's so, so helpful. And like whenever mm-hmm. I'm having an internal struggle or nervous or, or like there's dissonance, I try to look inward and I'm like, like, okay, which parts of myself are in disagreement right now? And then kind of like play out a conversation. I'm curious if that's something you play with of kind of like different characters. And I imagine it is with your art and like how you express yourself in different ways. Yeah, I, I do that in relationships. Mm-hmm. Like me and my spouse, we have a name for when somebody's being grumpy. It's kind of like you're Charlie. Like you're like, <laughs> you're like oh, Charlie's here, you know, or cause uh, it's from like Cheer Up Charlie, like the Willy Wonka movie or something. I don't know how we got it. 
And that's been helpful because the separation, obviously, like the witness that it's not not identifying with the emotions and the feelings of the moment and doing those types of characters. I mean, I think mostly with myself, I'm so entrapped with the me higher self duality. And I have like six planets in Libra, including like my sun and Venus and my ascendant. So I'm always trying to find the other side to create the harmonizing composition. And sometimes it can be difficult because I think sometimes I will say a point of view, even if I don't agree with it, in order to bring that to the surface. And that can be a little bit off-putting to people. (laughs) So as I'm like negotiating the parts of me, it mostly comes in like the dual. And like how to like mold myself to any given situation that's going to help the situation. Like I feel more like a chameleon sometimes in the sense of like, if I'm in a social situation and I I can sense that we need support in this area of this, then I can become that person or that person. That's so interesting what you just said about kind of like putting forth, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like putting forth a perspective you're kind of flirting with or you're playing with and you're you're like- trying it on and then like balancing that with the duality of the other voice and kind of like letting it be a conversation. Because I think that with the higher self stuff, sometimes when people push back, it's hard to have nuance in writing like on Instagram, you know what I mean? (laughs) And sometimes I will want to like express an idea of higher self that is sort of nuanced and is sort of just kind of playing with what would be like the other side of this It doesn't necessarily mean it's the truth. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean like this is right and that's wrong. It's showing how we are able to shift our perspective. And in the ability to change your perspective, you have free will to do that. I'm not saying that you should be looking at it this way. I'm just showing what a different perspective will look like when you do it from a point of compassion. I think that people have all different kinds of ways and how they move through the world. And that might not work for them, you know, and me and my spouse get in like philosophical arguments all the time, because I'll be like, we'll be talking about politics or something like that. And I'll be like, yeah, but what about this, this, this? And my spouse can't really understand why I'm like, they're like, why are you defending them? I'm like, I'm not. I just, I just feel like we have to say that in order to fully understand what's happening. And it it comes from this place where I want people to feel common ground and feel we are all equal in the experience. I just have the such passion to get to like the heart of it, I guess. Yeah. And I love that because you're, you're really exploring and allowing multiple things to be true at the same time. someone's truth is not necessarily someone else's truth and they could be in direct opposition and that doesn't necessarily make this truth not true and this truth not true and like right. I, I feel the libraness in that too of just like wanting to it's not so much devil's advocate it's more like wanting to consider the whole spectrum of experience because i'm yeah. saying me i'm not saying you i'm saying yeah. me i'm saying i think this way <laughs> like i fully think this you know 
Yeah. And then how do I like shift it? Yeah. And also I think that's so valuable too, especially right now when there's just like so much per what we're talking about of like, damn, people are living in really different truths, right? Mm -hmm. It's so valuable within ourselves to like, I love even the words you're using of shifting, like shifting in the duality, but allowing ourselves to try on different perspectives and like giving ourselves permission to kind of like calibrate to what is true for us by having shifted into like, well, what would this feel like? And that's why sometimes it comes out really funny because it's like the way that we think about things can sometimes be like a completely 180 direction from actually like what makes common sense. And the way that the world is organized is also completely 180 from what actually would make sense for people. It's kind of comical, you know? So I try to like break down a feeling or an idea or like, say, for example, like today I posted about jealousy and you know, what's really going on with jealousy. Cause it's like, say you're like, you're jealous of some other person hitting on your partner or whatever. So you just sit there and experience the reality of that. That's what you're doing to yourself. You're basically like, let me just put that reality in my brain. So it's not really like you're afraid of that happening. You're actually making it happen in your mind and fully experiencing it in your body and punishing yourself. And I guess I just like to build more awareness as to like what our minds are really doing. That's so interesting. To your point too, around so much of like what has been coming to the surface this year is just like more and more awareness. And I, I think connecting to what we were talking about early on around the awareness and then the like wanting to shame when awareness surfaces and instead like staying with the awareness, but how there is this duality right now of how everything is set up systematically being in direct opposition to what is good for most people. And like that, that being a duality as well. And then what you're describing too, of like what is actually happening versus our internal creation or projection of what is happening. And wow. I'm just like starting to get a glimpse into all the different layers you're playing with. It's actually what's happening in your mind is actually happening. Our reality is literally just our thoughts and how we're interpreting what we see. I think we're here to turn it into the most beautiful dream that we can. And in order to do that, we have to be conscious of our own power to do that. It's a trip. Yeah. And I've been going deep into kind of like intuiting a lot of this and then wanting to like be able to understand it and going deep into like the Joe Dispenza whoa creating the reality and it's so trippy it's so trippy and it's also there's responsibility and and like the energy we're tapping into and the thoughts we're having and like what we're focusing on and what we're creating and like I know I feel that as I really resonated with what you said around kind of like tapping into the why and any fear that I feel around being visible or showing up or like my own insecurities which come up they will surface and that's okay but like really being like, whoa, but I have people to talk to. There's a world to be created. And like, this is how I feel tapped into helping to create that in both the physical realm and the energetic realm. So mysterious. It's so mysterious. Yeah, it is. And I guess what I feel comfort in, you know, because within all of this stuff and with all these discoveries and, you know, all this mystery is that for me and my experience is that our higher self, which is the connection to the whole, the nameless energy or source, however you want to put it, that we're all connected to, is that we're always held in that. 
And as much as what's going on right now in front of us, even in the face, not to get too dark or anything, even in the face of death, yeah, knowing that you have a home and that it, it's eternal. And, you know, for me having those beliefs in the, or the, that for me having a sense of that or feeling like that's my experience, it makes the play of all of this stuff a little bit less existential crisis, anxiety inducing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it can be to talk about, you know, this stuff. It can make yeah. people feel really uneasy and it's scary to start to see reality as really just however you relate to it. But it's also very empowering. Yeah. To your point earlier around just kind of like having a, a sense of lightness or humor around it too. And and it's such a great way to relate to the heaviness. It's just being like, how can I shift around this? Or how can I be with this in a way where like we can feel that safety and staying connected with ourselves and staying connected with our knowing. As we have people listening, what are some truths you're really playing with recently or like anything that feels true for you right now that you would want to share? My grandmother passed away last weekend and she was 96 years old and she had 13 kids and like over a hundred grandkids, great grandkids. And she was like a really spiritual woman psychic And she was a Taurus and she was very just insanely strong, but also like really in touch with her emotions. I mean, she would like pray and Samoan and like tears would just be rolling down her cheeks and, you know, just the matriarch of the family. And it's made me kind of think a lot about what strength looks like, because I think, you know, I've always been a very sensitive person. And I always am somebody who's like, okay, every feeling is valid. All your emotions are valid. And lately I've been kind of thinking about kind of like what you're saying about the character, like how do I tap into that kind of strength? Because there are times in our life where we have to like hunker down and just be the warrior, you know, and it's like warrior mode. And I feel like we're kind of in that right now, you know, and what does it look like for you to be like a warrior of love? What's your armor look like? Like, what do you need to do in the morning to prepare? And I really have been kind of struggling with finding that for me. I mean, on one level, yes, people say, you're a very strong person. You're doing all of these things. But I know that I'm holding back a part of myself and I'm not really sure why. You know, it's almost like I'm afraid of seeing that seeing that power. And I'm thinking about it a lot lately. Okay, now I'm going to get like real, because actually me and my partner are talking about having a baby and me getting pregnant. And of course, all of the like conditioning of like, you have to like, you know, I've been working through all of that. And I kind of realized that, okay, maybe this is actually something I really do want in my heart. And I'm like really scared about it. (laughs) And I'm like, my body, like, you know, like, can I really do that? Like, am I really able to do that? What do I need to tap into to tell myself? Yes, of course you can. No matter what happens, you can do it. And what it's going to take for me to step outside of my comfort zone. And that's always changing. And so I'm just really trying to like hone in on the spirit of my grandmother and how that warrior strength that came from such a deep love. That's so powerful. I felt it when you said this, like, especially to what you were saying around like having this gift and being like, okay, like, how can I let this gift come through me? And still feeling, and I feel this too. I'm like, 
I feel like I'm holding myself back too. And I'm like, what is underneath that? What is going on? Like, what is that? I can't even intellectualize it. I can't even really like conceive of it in, in like a brain capacity, but I can feel that too. And I think a lot of people are feeling that right now too. Yeah. And your point around the warrior energy and just like, we need to show the fuck up <laughs> and like, how can that move through us? I was very compelled, <laughs> very compelled yeah. by everything you just said. And that's also so exciting about the baby or the possibility of the baby. Possibility. Okay. I'm just like allowing myself to realize that I can do it if mm -hmm. I want it. Also, I was going to say one thing about like the not knowing like what that is or you know, you're holding back. I think it's also too, because we are all in this sort of state of our evolutionary process where we're kind of at this precipice of, you know, awakening and things feel very much like they could either shoot really quickly forward or go backwards. And I think there's going to be some people who unfortunately will kind of retreat in their own consciousness as a way to protect yourself. Actually, I was listening to this Eckhart Tolle talk he did recently, and he was talking about how the most dangerous thing that's happening right now isn't necessarily what could possibly go wrong in the physical world, like war or, you know, fascism or whatever. It's what could happen in our own consciousness and how this could, instead of us growing in our consciousness from these experiences, we rescind back in our consciousness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's what's happening for all of us. It's like, we know we can like shift to a higher dimension or we can retreat and kind of hunker down and knuckle back into the ground and be like, no, I'm just going to stay in this place. And it's really attractive to be like, things don't have to change, even though they, you know, they do. Yeah. No matter what, it's always scary. Like it, it is always scary. Yeah. You're going to be scared regardless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that what we're talking about around like so many different experiences of reality right now, which like, you know, has always been the case, but I think it's like extra highlighted. And I just feel for myself, like the, so much of like anything that I've expanded into in my life or like anything I've had the courage to do or like create or anything like that is it's about creating a relationship with fear, <laughs> letting there be familiarity in that. Because if we can familiarize ourselves a little bit with our relationship with fear itself, even what we're talking about right now, and I'm so on board with like, yes, I'm ready to expand my consciousness. I'm ready to like, right. But like when it comes to it, it's always terrifying. It's always terrifying. Yeah. But it's always going to be in this, like, we have no idea. We have absolutely no freaking no, We don't have any idea how it's going to unfold. Yeah. And I guess, like, the one thing that keeps me, I feel like, more sane is faith that no matter what happens, you always have something to surrender to. And that's, like, what is the true reality? Yeah. You know, for me, at least from my perspective, the only reality is love. And so regardless of what happens, even if you're not even conscious of it, like that's all that's going on. Awesome. So to just kind of close out here in the next few minutes for anyone listening who is feeling really activated, like I am, I just, I'm feeling like, what would be a way for them to start connecting or start strengthening their relationship with their higher self? I think it's a good idea to kind of get curious about other 
people or teachers who have different mediums of talking about it. I mean, for me, like, I think any kind of spiritual or healing or um, mystical teaching helps me kind of get in the zone. I'll be like, if I'm really feeling like, I'll be like, okay, I need to like watch something or read something to remind me of this part of me that's beyond the physical. And we can be so disconnected, even though there's so many resources out there to do that, whether it's like listening to podcasts or, you know, watching like a Ram Dass lecture on YouTube or, you know, picking up a book like a Terrence McKenna thing or whatever, you know, to get really curious about the mystical realm and kind of go and explore it. Because, you know, for me, I have ways to tap in, but it looks different for everybody. I mean, everybody has a different way of tapping in. We all come from different places and we relate to things differently, but we can find these little portals there that work for us. But we have to like make the effort to take time to explore it. Put on your little explorer cap and start investigating things that you are curious about and just download it. Yeah. You're going to read something or you hear something and be like, oh my God, that's it. You know, and that's going to start it and you're just going to keep going. And then also obviously like checking in with yourself every day, you know, writing a journal, writing things down. The stuff I write down is like public, but you know, writing your thoughts down or writing a higher self perspective down is a really good way of staying in that place. I do workshops sometimes, or I did when things were open and I would go to colleges and we would do like higher self meme workshop. And we would like start off with everybody in the class writing down like a negative thought and then taking a time to find the higher self perspective on it. And the things that people would write were like, oh my God, they're so good. Like so good. Because it really is just a practice of becoming aware of all the stuff that's been conditioned in us and how we can like just let it all go. It's actually like if you start, you know, doing that as a writing practice, it comes to you actually really, really quick and just get better at it all the time. You have to be intentional about it because it's not just going to be like you're doing everything you always do and all of a sudden it's just going to, you work on free will. You have to will it, you know, you have to will it to move through you. It's all about consent. It's not going to just do it to you. You have to allow it. Yeah. You have to invite it, invite it through. It it can feel scary, like to our point with like the unknown and just kind of starting to explore that. I know when like I started to come to more awareness around this or exploring this in myself, I I thought I was going insane. It can be terrifying. So I love what you say too about like exploring different people. Like there's so many different ways to engage with mystery and other realms and like whatever language we want to give to it. And different people, different teachings activate different people. So it's just dabbling and, and almost in the energy of a lot of what we've been talking about of just like shifting into trying it on and being like, what might this be like? What might that be like? What might that be like? Yeah. I'm not somebody that's like, oh, we need to identify as spiritual or whatever you want, you know, or mystical or a witch or whatever you want to say. But sometimes you kind of have to get like romantic about it and be like, yeah, this is like who I am. And this is part of my life. And you kind of have to put on your wizard cape or whatever is going to get you in the mood and get into your power. This is like all about you are tapping in to something that you have complete access to. There's no end to it. It's the discovery in it. You're a magical person. If you want to go there and, and be that, you can. 
I love that. And just, you know, as the dating code, I hear it and I'm like, oh, it's like, it's a flirtation with this within yourself or like with this energy or whatever it is. And there's like a courtship to it, getting to know each other and, and getting yeah. flirtatious together. Intimacy, your spiritual life is all about intimacy. It's a very intimate relationship with yourself and nobody else can really know what it's like except for you, for you. Like you, it's never the same for anybody else. It's like your own intimate understanding. Awesome. That feels like a perfect note to end the conversation on. Thank you so much, Bunny. This was so much fun. I know you have a podcast too. What is your podcast? Yeah, my podcast is XO Higher Self mm-hmm. and it's on all platforms. And then you can follow me at, at Bunny Michael on Instagram and that'll keep you up to date with all the stuff. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so- you. I so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pillow Talk Radio. We hope you'll join us on the next one. And if you got some value, if you had some ideas, if you had some insights from this episode, I would so, so appreciate you leaving a review of Pillow Talk Radio on Apple Podcasts so that I can know what you're jamming out on, I can know what you're into, and more people who could benefit from this content can join us. See you next time.